You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 401 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to another Cooperative Multiplayer Live. I am your host, Sean Garmer, and this is the official 401 Game Zone podcast. And with me today, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, I mean, it's been a little bit uh, since we did one of these. Just, uh, I actually should be writing some kind of Japanese wrestling review right now, but it's been so long since we did one of these that uh, this is taking precedent at this point. Um, we've both kind of played quite a few games that have come out recently, so we got that to talk about. You know, Firewatch and XCOM 2, and I've played some... We're Japanese games that probably only a very small section of you probably care about at all. And uh, there's uh, quite a few um, interesting little news tidbits, whether it's games or, or entertainment-wise. Uh, there's things uh, here for us to discuss. Uh, Mark, I mean, you have quite the list of games that you played in the last time we've done this. I mean, I guess you pick wherever you want to start here. Well, I played and beat uh, Lego Adventures, Tomb Raider, and Firewatch. And I'm currently playing, for review now, um, Tron Run, XCOM 2, and American Truck Simulator. And I finally managed to get Black Ops 3. Jeez. So, you know, I've heard quite a bit about Firewatch. Yeah. Uh, Seems like people are... Comparing it to Gone Home and the whole, it's more about a narrative than an actual game per se. Well, this one, this one does have a lot more gameplay elements. Like Gone Home was literally like a walking simulator. Like if you want to get productive about it, but this one, like you have to find the rope, you have to find rope to like go up a cliffside, and you have to find pitons to go down like sheer wall and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean, so what do you do? I, okay, I understand that you're like a park ranger. Yeah. Whatever, and that's that's the main character. Like, so what is the basis of what you're doing? Like, what's the... Obviously, you don't want to spoil the story, which is the main part of the game and whatever, but... Like, for people who don't understand what this this Firewatch thing is, why should you play it if you're... Well, it's just a story. I, I mean, it's just a story, like you're... You were supposed to be like a fire watcher in like 1989 Wyoming, I think. Uh, and you like start talking to this woman on the on your walkie-talkie, who's like your partner or like your boss, kind of. And she gives you little missions, and then you meet like two, I think, high school girls, and they disappear uh, like shortly after you meet them. So it's a small mystery, and then greater mysteries kind of spiral out from there. And yeah. That's about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, XCOM 2, the big, you know, exclusive PC game, huge following from, you know, the previous XCOM. Uh, how is it? Uh, kind of a mixed bag. 
I'm still really pissed they took out gamepad support in that game. Um, because there aren't enough... It's not like there are a million things to do in XCOM 2. Like, you have, like, one or two more options in the, on, like, the menu, but you could fit a lot of stuff on a controller really easily if they wanted to. Um, I couldn't figure out how to open a door. <laughs> that's, that's, real, uh... that's real... That's real sad. Like, they... they tell you in the training how to do it, and I played that like a day or two before, so when I had a mission to do it again, I, I didn't know how. And in XCOM 1, you like went up to the door, and there was like a little button to press like right next to it, so I was looking for that, and there was a button on the menu, but it's not highlighted at all, so, yeah. Uh, aside from that, the story's interesting, kind of. Like, it's kind of a weird... It's weird to see, like, the split off from, like, normal XCOM to, like, this new, like, timeline, I guess. Uh, but the, like, squad tactics are kind of the same, and, yeah, it's still a fun game. So, if you are going into this without having played the first one... Save often. Save, save often, okay. Save every turn that you don't get killed. <laughs> And is it, like, if you're used to playing, like, say you're coming from console and you just love the game so much that you're playing it on PC, is it cumbersome to, like, get used to using the mouse and stuff, or...? Yeah, like, I was trying to put a sniper on top of a building uh, that had, like, a... It was, like, a small building that had a ladder attached to it, and it's insane. Like, the camera would not orient to the top of the building. It kept trying to go inside of it. And I'm like, no... The ladder's right there. You can do this. You did it before. And, like, you have to zoom the camera out until the building turns opaque. And then you can, like, highlight it, like, at the top of the building so the character could run up the ladder. And it's like, this is insane. Like, who did this? <laughs> that seems unnecessarily hard. Uh, like, couldn't they have made that better so that it's... Well, it was janky in this one, and it seems it seems like more broken in this one. And it's like, you know, you want the snipers to be on top of the building. It's like, this isn't a hard thing to do. Yeah, I mean, that not that most of the time where you want the snipers on the top of the building? I mean, that isn't, yeah. Especially once you get squad sight with them, and if you can start taking off guys from, like, halfway across the map. <laughs> so is the, the story good at all, or is it just your basic like, trying to kill the aliens? Well, like, you're on the defensive in this game. Like, in the old game, in the past game, you were kind of on the offensive. I, I haven't gotten too deep into this game at all, but in this game, you're, like, near defeat already, and you're, like, trying to snatch it back, but there's a big time commitment in this game, a lot more than the other one, of, like, if you don't take out, the, if you don't do this mission, the aliens are going to complete this another pip on their Grandmaster Evil plan, and once that's all done, you're doomed. Wow. Well, I mean, sounds like you've got uh, a lot of heady there as far as uh, trying to save the planet. <laughs> yeah. So, and, yeah, go ahead, sorry. And some of the aiming is just off, like the, like the first game. Like, you'll miss... You'll have four soldiers, and they'll miss each time on a guy when they have 60 percent i'm like no i should have hit at least one of these <laughs> so is it like kind of like vicura chronicles where you move around 
Or no, is it more... because you don't okay. have... In Valkyria Chronicles, you have free aim. Right. And this one, you don't. It's just a percentage. And it rolls some imaginary dice to see if you, like, did it or not. Oh, you have to love the imaginary dice. It's, uh... Is it... Do you think it's fair? The way it does it, or... I would say no, because you are, like... The, the, the whole conceit is that you're, like, really undermanned and under the, under the gun. Um, like, you can get lucky shots in, and once you start, like, kind of leveling up your guys, it helps a lot. Uh, but on the onset, it's just kind of brutal. And you will die often. <laughs> like, and the, the the other problem is, is a lot of the missions have like timers included in them. So it's oh, like, oh, that's great. You, like in the old game, there were some timers, but you could kind of Overwatch. It's like when you like hunker down a little, and like any enemy that comes into view, you take a shot at them. You could kind of do that throughout the map. Like you could just kind of like leapfrog your soldiers into this, like into like Overwatching them constantly. In this game, if you do that, you're going to be dead because you don't have the time to do it anymore. Well, I mean, at least they changed it up to where you kind of have to have a new strategy so it's not necessarily the same thing as from the last game or whatever. Also, Black Ops 3 and PC is a mess. (laughs) Well, other than the you telling me that it, like, shut off on you. Yeah, the first time. I, I... The first time it was because I was on, on, on like an online game. Like I was just playing by myself. But like after I beat the mission, the game just crashed on me immediately. And I was like, oh, "All right." Good. And the second time I did it, uh, I hit a scripting error where I was supposed to like the first mission. You're going to like, this base, and there's a door that's open, and there are two APCs in the door. Uh, and there are missiles on top of them, and you're supposed to shoot the missile, like, a guy says, shoot the missiles down and take out the APCs. No, so I was waiting for that prompt, and it never came. So I tried to shoot them down myself, and they wouldn't go down, and I died. I respawned, and, the, like, I was still sitting there, waiting, like, and the guy never showed up. And I went, ran back to where, where they were, and one guy was stuck running t- towards a closed building. Wow. So I had to, like, I saved the mission and restarted it, and then that was fine. And I was like, way to go. (laughs) I don't know how you have scripting errors in these games, but okay. Well, they're they're heavily scripted, so if you go off course one, or even a little, it doesn't know how to react to it. Wow, that's crazy. I had the same problem with LEGO... uh, Avengers earlier tonight, I did like a I did like a small mission and I hit switches and a guy came out and he's supposed to like run around in this post, but he just kept running into it for five minutes. <laughs> no, like, all right. I shut it off and reloaded and then I was fine, but I'm like, yep. <laughs> Gotta love it when you have errors. So uh, how is this American truck simulator thing? It's good. Uh, it's. 99% of the same game of, like, Hero Truck Simulator 2, so if you like that one, you'll like this one. They do have a few improvements, like you can see your speed, the speed limit now in, on roads, which is kind of nice, because the old one didn't really have that. Um, but it's just kind of too much of the same game. Like, they didn't change hardly anything in it, which is kind of a bummer. 
Yeah, I mean, you would think if you're making this big deal about at least... So is it... Do you... So basically they just made the same game but made it American-centric. Yeah. I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it's just kind of like... I mean, so what... What do you think they could have uh, improved then if they didn't change much? Well, I'm writing the review now. Um, my two ideas are having either like a realistic way of doing it or a fun way. And the realistic way would be like in the game, there's already like a tiredness meter. Like the further you drive, the more tired you get. Yeah, which would make sense for a game like that because it's something you have to do if you're a trucker, you know. So the two uh, the two things I suggested would be. If you have a hunger meter now also, like, so you have to eat, like, when you get gas, you have to buy food, or you have to, like, stop at a restaurant and get food along the way, and that could, like, help your tiredness meter out. Uh, or, like, if you sleep at a motel, you get, like, better rest, so it'll be harder for you to get sleep, like, harder for you to get tired the next day. But if all you do is sleep in your truck, it, there's, like, no bonus. Right, um, it's just so you can get there faster or whatever. So yeah, but, the, like, here's, like, the fun options I have would be, like, when you stop and get gas, you have the option to buy, like, a five-hour speed pill. Uh, <laughs> so, like, when you take it, your tiredness meter goes all the way down. But once those five hours pass, and, like, time moves very quickly in this game, like, you don't really realize it. But it moved like it's super, like di- like it moved very quickly. So like once that five hours passes, you crash immediately. So wow. there'd be kind of re- like a risk reward system of like we can take this pill, and if you get to the destination, are we going to be good? But if you're not, you're going to need to rest somewhere. Or like another option I have would be like a smuggling mini game where like you could t- you could do a load. You could do a run, but you could also start smuggling in gear. But you have to obey traffic laws completely, or else you'll get like arrested, and you'll have to pay a fine to get out of jail. Like I think that, I, I, that would be an interesting way of doing it. I think. Yeah, I mean, you have to deal with uh, actually obeying traffic laws and whatever, which makes it. Well, you already you already do like if you don't obey traffic laws, you get fined. But like this would mean like a much bigger like r- like risk. Like if you don't obey all traffic laws and like you get stopped once, you're just done. Well, oh yeah, so you'd fail the mission. You get stopped then. No, you just fail like the bonus part of it. Like you could still do it, but you'd have to pay like a like a traffic fine of like four hundred dollars. Like right. if you get if you get fined with like contraband, you got to pay like three thousand or something. Jeez. Um, and the option I'm not going to put down, but another option would be like the hitchhiker, trucker, like murder simulator or something like that. But <laughs> I think that might that might be crossing a line they don't want to touch, which yeah. I, I, I could respect. You could get like uh oh what's oh, I forget the guy's name. Um, he was in like a bunch of hitchhiker movies. Uh, like, he was just, like, a trucker killing people along the way, and it's like, you know, if I wouldn't do that, but it'd be funny. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I don't know that they'd want to do it, just because that just opens up a whole can of worms I don't think you want. <laughs> but it would certainly uh, be 
Oh, uh, Rutger Hauer was in that film. He was like the trucker, and to get him to voice act, it'd be it'd be hilarious. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so this uh, Tron R game, it's been an early access, comes out on Tuesday, along with a bunch of other games that we'll talk about a little later. But how is this uh, Tron thing? Dizzy's kind of made a big deal about it. I. I played it. I'm not going to talk too much too deep into it, but I don't understand why it exists. Wait. So what? So what do you do in this? It's an endless runner. It's basically Temple Run. Okay. Uh, there are even microtransactions. Like you're going to buy a thousand bits. It's like a dollar. Uh, and I haven't unlocked too. too I haven't gone too deep into it, but you can like attack enemies with your disc. You can run on walls. You can jump and dodge and glide. Which looks really awkward. You like sprout Tron wings out of your suit, and I'm like, no, just no. Shit. And I remember that happening with Tron, but okay. Uh, there's also like a driving endless runner part that like just does not feel good at all. And I did it once or twice, and I'm like, this just isn't fun. Period. Yeah, I can imagine if the uh, driving part is is not good, then it's not going to be a fun game to play. Like the actual, as you're when you're just a guy running around, it's a lot better because you control control it a lot easier. It can also buy like little upgrades, like oh, increase your damage of your disc or double your star bits or your Tron bits for like this one round or something. I'm like. It feels like something I should be playing on my tablet, not on Steam. Well, yeah, it's, it, I thought it was a mobile game or something at first. No, I don't think it, I don't. I still don't think it is. Really? Check real quick, but I would. That just like you said, it totally screams mobile game or something. Just. Uh, nope, that's... it's only on Steam. I think. Wow. No, Steam, PS4, and Xbox One. Huh. That's crazy. I mean, it looks kind of nice, but that's about it. Like, the music is garbage. It didn't relate since, like, the uh, Tron Evolution soundtrack at all, so... It's, like, super generic techno, and it's like... Uh, that always is great. Yeah. It's just generic techno, the best thing there is. Uh, so, <clears throat> anything else? Uh, that's about it for me. <laughs> yeah, so, I've been, uh, I beat the, whatever you can consider the story mode of a, it's a fighting game, so, you know, you can pretty much, uh, guess what, uh, if you don't know what Nitro Plus is, which, technically, before I took the review, I had no idea who Nitro Plus was. Yeah, then I, I was, went and... What, go ahead. Sorry. I said I, I was offered that game and I handed it up to you. I was like, nope, anime fighting game, which I had, <laughs> no, like, I had no knowledge of. It's like, you can have that one. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I sat there and did some research on the characters and, well, if I can find my piece of paper that I had, I don't know. Isn't it like some anime company, and it's kind of like a Marvel vs. Capcom? But it's actually company. a 
like visual novel company. Even better. Um, most of their, they have a couple of them. Like Ian, uh, Ain was from the Phantom Inferno from like way back in the. It's not way back, but back in the like mid two thousands. Uh, one of the Arcana Heart girls is supposed to show up, um, which is another fighting game that uh, I've heard of that one at least. Yeah, that it's supposed to show up as free DLC at some point. It's still not there yet. Um, you have uh, Saber from Fate Zero, the Fate Stay Night series, which is also a visual novel, which then got changed into two different animes and. Uh, Super Sonico just got an anime last year, or well, two years ago now, and there's a couple of other ones, but but most of it is Japanese visual novels that you will not be able to read unless you understand Japanese because they don't even sell them. Uh, I, I mean, if you can find them on the internet, I couldn't even find some way to purchase them. It seems like you had to like live in Japan to be able to read most of the visual novels. The big one, I think, that if you read read visual novels at all. Is uh, Saya from uh, or Saya from Saya Nauta, who's like, it's probably one of the most famous visual novels there is, where it's she's a uh, basically like a weird alien and she just uh, kills things, uh, but she has like the appearance of this little girl. Um, I mean, the the game is fun. It's uh, I'm not big on fighting games, and I kind of got into it. Uh, other than like Dead or Alive or Soul Calibur, I usually don't play a lot of fighting games. So I mean, it's just uh, it's cool. It's it has that Marvel vs. Capcom aesthetic, like uh, Mark was talking about. You have the two people that can help you on that. You have your support characters, and uh, there's like I think uh, I want to say 12 characters in the game, and then there's like 20 support characters. Um. You know, they each have their own attacks. They each have their own, like, reasons why they're good and bad. Uh, You know, you have your ones that have weapons, ones that are just your melees, and and some that have, uh, like, projectiles. Um, The story mode goes from... It doesn't really increase. It's just sort of not that hard. You have one character that's, like, your rival that's the one that's going to give you the most trouble, and then the boss goes from, takes the game from not that hard to ridiculously super cheap. You gotta love bosses like that. It's just like, I literally spent at one point, I think, two or three hours the first time trying to beat her. <laughs> because it's it felt like every time you got really close on the second round, she just annihilated you with... Blast, 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 blast of stuff. I'm just like, oh, okay. This is <laughs> just... I almost felt like I had to wait till like, the game felt like it had beat me enough times where it's like, okay, I'm just going to, like, decrease in difficulty for a little bit. I, I don't know how that works, but it, that's what it felt like sometimes. Uh, but then when you get done with that, you get this 10-episode uh, visual novel thing, which is more like what the actual story mode is. And it's like this detective, murder, mystery, whatever thing. And if you don't like visual novels, you're not going to care about it at all. Um, so really, like, unless you like playing fighting games online against people or you have friends around you, I would probably recommend don't get this game because there's 
not a lot of single player content there for you. If you're a person that avoids online and just for some reason just wants to keep playing a campaign or something, because once you beat it once, and all the extra stuff that you, extra stuff is terrible. It's sort of like a picture, and that's it. <laughs> so I mean, like, you don't even get a video, you don't get anything like cool, nothing like that, you know, it's just, it's, it's weird that they, it was very simple. Um, the other game that I've been playing, I kind of only got, like, the first dungeon and the first kind of part of the, it's actually split into three different games itself, uh, like, the first, it is, uh, the newest, uh, Neptunia game, uh, Mega Dimension Neptunia V2, even though it's spelt out, or it's, written like it says seven but it's uh pronounced v2 um they'll tell you before you even start the game so it's not not uh you know me making this up or whatever but uh the first story has to do with like the fall of the dreamcast and i've got i follow you through the first part of that and it's it's interesting it's like all the other neptunia games it has its problems um the fighting system is a little bit better, I think, than the other ones. Uh, you can combo a bit better, and um, you know the 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 way that they have you like surround the carrot the the whatever enemy you're fighting, and you get to do this like triple combo, whatever's it's cool and all that. But it's uh, I don't know if it's like you were saying if it's very grindy yet. It seems like you gain levels a lot faster than. The, what I played of the first one, but no, by grindy know. I kind of meant like getting like materials and resources to craft crap. Oh like, yeah, you still have to craft, and like um, you need to find five like five specialized rocks, and it's like, well, the enemy drops one out of twenty times, so I'm have sure fun. I'm sure it still has a lot of that. So um, I'm probably gonna be playing that for a while because it's. Usually the Neptunia games, you have to level up the characters like a ridiculous freaking amount to be able to do anything. They apparently have like a new, a separate transform now too, so it's, you know. I I haven't seen much fan service on the game. I, I know there's still people complaining about it. Uh, but if you're complaining about fan service in the Neptunia games at this point, you're kind of just preaching to like nobody. Because they're not going to stop doing that. It's kind of how they hide some of the limitations. It's it's, just, it's an anime trope that they do too. When you run out of money, what you start doing, you start putting fan service in there. Uh, but, yeah. Other than that, uh, I know I'm going to be getting both the Fire Emblem Fates, uh, the entire thing with all three story modes, and Project X Zone 2 on Tuesday. So, I'll, I'm going to have to figure out how to fit all of that in there. But I should have the Nitro Plus review um, either tomorrow or Sunday since I'm off both those days. So, you can go read it on phone one if you want. And like uh, Mark said, you can go read his Firewatch review. And uh, Adam wrote an, a review for Unravel, which he gave an 8. So, if... I mean, this it's weird. Like, Unravel seems to, like, be very divisive. It's either people like love that game, or there's people that just do not like that game at all. So, if you're thinking about Unravel, it's apparently there's apparently some frustrating parts in it, uh, but the story's really good. 
supposedly. So the twenty dollars seems like it's worth it. At least if you like uh, puzzle platformers. But yeah. So let let's get into some of this uh, stuff that has been happening since last time. We did a podcast. Uh, Respawn has confirmed something that we kind of all knew anyway, that there will be a story mode in Titanfall 2. Uh, but they don't stop with just, you know, any old story mode or anything. They want to basically recreate the American Civil War and the American Revolution, but in space. Uh... I don't know. It could be good, I guess. Right? I mean... Like, at some point, it's going to be between scientific and magical, but still dirty, human, and real. I mean, that's a lot of stuff to put in one story, but okay. It sounds like they don't have a clue. (laughs) Just have bad guys... Just have... Why not just have G.I. Joe versus Cobra? I mean, like, they are very early in the process still, even though they're saying that this game might come out at holiday 2016 or early next year. But, I mean, so if you're going to do this sort of thing, but in space, I mean... Are you really going to have, like, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln fighting each other? Like, I love your answer to 4PC. I was just like, man, if that happens, I think I'm just buying that game out the preposterousness of the whole story. Oh, yeah, Abraham Lincoln and John Wilkes Booth and, like, giant robots, and they both get damaged, and, like, Abraham Lincoln is, like, crawling out of out of his neck, and John Wilkes Booth, he shoots him in the head. <laughs> At least it's historically accurate. Even though... Uh, they did in the Call of Duty game. I mean, why not? Yeah, it's true. But, I mean, the bigger thing, I think... I, you know, it's still going to be Titanfall, I would assume. You know, you just got to have to... Um, Lost Planet kind of did this, too, with the with the mechs. And, um, what, there's those uh, mech games that are all kind of... Uh, what, the, the Arma games and... Uh, a few others was uh, like Mech Warrior like that, where you had the story campaign, but you were you're a Mech or. Yeah, but you never got Mech Assault. You could, but and Mech Warrior, you never got out of the Mech itself, or like Armored Core also had a story mode. Um, and those were okay, but they weren't anything like right home about because both those games were basically just a mercenary, like go do a mission and get paid for it, and then you can buy new Mech parts, and uh. Titanfall is not like that at all. Like, Titanfall does have a story, like the first one did, like, where it's, like, this planet, like, it's all, we're fighting over gas or something like that. But it was all done in, like, the online, like, lobby system, so no one cared. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, basically, it would fill you in on the story before... Like, when, as it loaded into, like, a multiplayer, mo- like, match. Uh, yeah, like, that... Doesn't well, seem very, yeah. And then you could, like, lose progress, or, like, if you couldn't find anyone else to, like, advance the story, you basically went back into the story, like, back a chapter or two until you found people, like, go, like, that were still playing it. And it's like, this isn't a great plan, guys. It's yeah, really I mean, a good plan. How much of the story are you really going to get when you're constantly going in and out of multiplayer stuff? It's just 
they say that they knew the story that they wanted to tell. They just didn't have uh, the resources or the ability to be able to tell it at that point. So um, just hopefully you figure out a direction for this thing and stick to it. Uh, I think the bigger thing that could come out of this, if it happens, is that they want to uh, create a TV series. Not necessarily that it's going to be on TV. I mean, they could strike a deal with Netflix for all we know. I mean, but they're saying that they know it's going to cost a lot of money to do and they're not sure that it could happen, but they want to have a TV series, kind of like a spinoff for it. Could you see this happening? And I know you made the correlation to Power Rangers, but, you know, could you really have it with the the Titans in there? People want are going to want it to be like Pacific Rim and that's not realistic in a ship like a weekly show so yeah I expect Power Rangers yeah I mean if you're expecting Pacific Rim then you're crazy I mean that that movie had a you know big budget you can't do that on TV especially with a unproven you know deal like Titanfall it's not like you know Game of Thrones has all these years of having great ratings where they can sit there and ask for a bigger budget or or anything of that matter. Even Star Trek, for that matter, if it was on TV again, it still has the cachet of it being Star Trek or whatever. But it's just it's the same thing. Like if imagine if Star Wars went on TV, you think you're gonna get what you got with that movie on TV? No. Well, uh, yeah. you wouldn't get Harrison Ford, but you could get everyone else in that movie. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably right about that, but, uh, hey, who knows, maybe Harrison Ford would do it, just for the, you know, help everybody out, um, but, I hope Titanfall 2 is good, I'm interested because of the story, does that, does that make you more interested, because it has a single player in there? Well, I'll play it more now, because, like, I played Titanfall 1, but, I like, it just didn't hold my interest that much, like, if there's a good enough story to propel me to play more of the multiplayer, then sure, why not? Yeah, that's how I kind of stood with it, is that, you know, if they sit there and, and give me a reason to play with a single player, I'll, I'm more likely to check out the uh, the multiplayer. If it's just all multiplayer, I'm probably not going uh, to want to check it at all, because it's not really going to interest me. So, um, should hopefully uh be a good thing here so we move along to a lot there was quite a few of this uh we had to go through it on the wrestling podcast talking about these financials this was the financial period so you know the mpd came out with basically the thing we all know at this point the ps4 still selling and still selling well and is the number one console in january 2016 um, however, the important thing to kind of look at is that apparently hardware sales dropped 15% uh, based off of last year. But again, the consoles were newer last year, so more people were buying them. Uh, you know, as the as it kind of goes on in the generation, these hardware sales are going to get less and less because people that have these kind of have these already. You're not going to buy multiples of them. Um, so, but don't worry. Call- the ex- the Xbox One is right behind it. <laughs> yeah, right, right behind it, and uh, really far away. <laughs> it's just, 
Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 was not only the best-selling game of January 2016, it was the best-selling game of 2015 in its entirety. Uh, that still amazes me that it comes out, what, November 6th, and it's the highest-selling game of the entire year. Yep. I mean, I mean, it helps when you're on last gen, too, but... I mean, yeah, but that game was garbage on last gen. Oh, but you know, there's people who still buy it. <laughs> it amazes me, but they'll still do it. And Grand Theft Auto Five still rocking it. Uh, at number two, that, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five was the most tweeted about game in 2015. I mean, it was... Uh, they're still adding stuff to the GTA Online... NBA 2K16 still getting um, some play. And then you kind of... Minecraft, of course, that thing never goes away. And Madden NFL 16, FIFA 16. Jeez. Uh, January was not uh, the greatest month uh, for, for games. Apparently Mario and Luigi Paper Jam would have been there if it wasn't based on multiple SKUs. Uh, Lego Marvel Avengers was the only game that actually came out in January uh, to make the list. Everything else is from either December, like Rainbow Six, or uh, further back, much, much further back. Um, I don't think anything really stands out there. That's all games that have been on those lists multiple times. Uh, yeah. To me, I, you know, I know you like Dying Light, and they, they came out with that standalone expansion are you interested at I think all? Someone else got the review code. Uh, I kind of am, but I didn't finish Dying Light. Like, it just got a little too big for me. Like, this is harder than I want to do right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Uh, but I know people like it, and it's a better it's a better foundation than a, than a new Dead Island is going to be. Like, there are rumors that they're going to make another one of those. It's like, no, please don't. Beg of you. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's hope not. So, quite a there was seen to be a running theme uh, with this week's uh, news in that involved it involved the PC and it involved other companies deciding that they're going to try to buck Steam and make their services in respect to EA and their Origin service and Microsoft with their Windows 10 and try to bump it up a bit. You know, EA took a lot of their stuff off Steam, put it on Origin only, and then announced Need for Speed would come to PC on March 15th. And if you have Origin, um, you can play it uh, early. If you have the... Uh, their EA Access yeah. or whatever, Origin, you can play it March 10th. This is supposed to be the definitive version of Need for Speed because of the uh, it's uh, the uh, frame rate is unlocked or whatever. My my question to them is, yo, can you pause in that game? <laughs> no? <laughs> See you next year. Yes, because there, it, you know, it comes to a point. I mean, you should be able to finish a race, but there are times where, hey, you know, I gotta go to the bathroom. Can I pause? No. Okay. Well, guess I gotta lose this uh, race. That's great. Just all the progress I just made. Uh, apparently, you can even go to 4K if you want with this uh, Need for Speed. Look, uh, 
I don't care at all about Need for Speed personally. So I, I have liked Need for Speed games in the past, but uh, it's been about I don't know, four or five years. <laughs> I've heard this oh. one is actually decent to good on the consoles, but you know it wasn't this like marvel of a game either. They need to bring back Razor Callahan. Yeah. I just wish the burnout. I hope uh, whenever, if that golf game sells well, we can really just start making that burnout successor from those people so we can get that game finally. And uh, so Microsoft announced that pretty much... I don't think he can confirm that every game that comes out for the Xbox One, whether it's first party or third party, but he, Phil Spencer sort of made it seem like it's going to be a platform thing. They're going to really try to encourage that all games be cross by between Xbox One, and if you buy it on Xbox One, you can get the Windows 10 Store version for free, or vice versa. You know, all I've ever heard when they had the Windows Live thing is that nobody should use this. Don't use this at all. It's terrible. Is their Windows 10 thing really going to be any better? No, but there's a difference between what he's saying and what I think is going to happen. I think what's going to happen is it's going to be either streaming from, from your Xbox One to Windows 10, like they already are now, kind of. Right. Or it'll just be like some weird Xbox One emulator on a PC. Because it's not like... I mean, Quantum Break, they're making the like the PC version, but they're not going to make a PC version of, like, Madden 2017, like, this year. For, right. Like, so, that's just not going to happen. Um, so, I think it'll just be streaming, or like that, some, like, bootleg-ass, like, Xbox One emulator that, like, it knows it knows what you have, and it'll only play those games. I mean, it would be interesting to see. I, I could definitely see the streaming thing that you, you could do that if uh, you know it's already out there, obviously for you to do. You know, I just like you were saying. I just can't imagine people really just using this and saying, "Okay, well, I have a PC and an Xbox One. I like gaming on my PC more." I'm going to use their Windows 10 thing when you have Steam or you have all your games, probably. You know, yeah, just... there is approximately one game on the Windows Store I like. It's called Adara. It's like this adventure game that is literally yeah. the only thing I I give a shit about on that storefront. And them going, like, we got Killer Instinct on it, now you got Quantum Break. It's like, good job. Get it on Steam. Yeah, I'm glad that you got, you know, Quantum Break on there. just... I mean, it may look better on the PC, but I probably still feel better playing it on the console. But it's, you know, it's weird. Sometimes the PC version is the one that works better. Sometimes it's the console version that works The most uh, insulting better. one of this uh, whole thing is uh, Shadow Complex. And they ported that to PC last year uh, in December. You have to download, like, the stupid Epic Games launcher that has, like, two things on it. Like, Shadow Complex and their new Unreal Tournament. And it's like, that's it. And it's like, Are they really going to start making a bunch of PC games now or something? I mean, because at one point you could say that 
Blizzard kind of started that way. You had two or three, and then obviously they kept making games. So that launcher kind of seems like it's more worth it now than yeah, when but it's it first only, started. Yeah, but it's been around for four, like three or four years. They have five games on it total. I mean, compare right. that to Steam. Steam yeah. has five games an hour. Oh no, I agree with you. It's like I, I shouldn't have to download the stupid bullshit just to play one game when I'm never going to touch it again. But doesn't it go to like into their servers directly and all that kind of stuff? So, you know, wouldn't you kind of need their launcher? Uh, I would say in Shadow Complex's case, I would rather pay money to get it on Steam than to get it on free with the Epic Games launcher. That is like how much I am against it. <laughs> wow, it's that bad, huh? It's not bad, it's just completely unneeded and unnecessary. Yeah, because you've got to launch this one thing to play this one game. Like everything else, it's like, the only the only service I I will give it a pass to is good old games. Because they have way too many games to, like, make this, like, that this doesn't, like, that they are, like, in direct competition with Steam. Right. They're, they are fine. But when EA goes, well, if you want to play SimCity, download Origin. If you want to play Battlefront, download Origin. It's like, well, you got five games on here that I might want to play, and that's about it. Yeah, and then not, not, not to mention, like, doesn't Origin have its own problems a lot of times? And Well, or, Origin also carries, like, Ubisoft games, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> doesn't Ubisoft have their own thing? Like, yep. you play and... Yes, it does. That's weird. Okay. Yep. Aren't they, like, competing publishers? That makes no sense. Yeah, but Ubisoft looks like it's another revenue stream. Like, that's why Ubisoft has their stupid, like, Ubisoft store. But everything they release is still on Steam. Because they know if they try to, like, you can only buy this on the, on the Ubisoft store, everyone would not be buying those games anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, they, at least they're smart about that. I mean, but do you think, like, this... I would assume that Microsoft feels like, well, if we have an exclusive game, this allows the PS4 players, they can play it on PC, and they don't have to buy an Xbox One. Um, and so they could still get, they still get that money uh, for that game or whatever. Is it really lucrative for them at all to do this? I mean... In that case, yes, but it really, I think it's really going to depend on how well those games work on the PC. And, like, how upgradable they'll be. Like, if it'll just be, like, a direct copy, like, a direct port. Or if you can actually, like, change how it looks. Like, bump it up or anything like that. Or if it's just going to be lots of, like, well, this is the Xbox One uh, spec, and here you go. Like, yeah, I mean, because if you have a good laptop or whatever, you know, and you can take it with you when you go somewhere and play, I can kind of see the point, but... I still, it's not the same as, you know, with the PS3 or PS4 and the Vita, where you do the cross-buy and you can play it on the Vita. It's a much different thing, because you are really holding the small little thing in your hand, and yeah. you can just stick it in your pocket and play whenever you want. You wait in line, and then whatever. It's not like this bulky, no matter how small your laptop is, you're not going to take that with you to the store and play with that, you know, it's just, it's a much different thing, I can understand what they're trying to do, 
but I just don't see it being this this big old money deal for them that I. Well, like I said in my answer, remember good for uh, Windows for live gaming games. <laughs> yeah, that they killed that thing just as fast as they tried to open it. Yeah, but every year they're like, "This is the year we're going to be serious about PC gaming." Like Halo will finally, like finally come to PC. It's like, no, it won't. You said that you said that the past four years and, and never. Yeah, because they had up. what Halo one and two, and then that was it. They never had the other Halo games come to. Halo one was good. Halo two was like locked to Vista, so it's like good job. Oh lord. Yeah, you're talk about being boned. You, you <laughs> could get, like, it'll run on Windows seven and everything up, like, but it's like well. Vista was not good in the first place, and you couldn't buy it digitally. Also, you had to buy it like a like an actual physical copy. I think. Yeah, I think that thing. I'm sure would have they stopped making that eventually. Uh, so this the the uh, yeah, the division uh, open beta begins February 18th, uh, which is not too far from now. Um, next week. Uh, you can, if you get it on Xbox One, you can play it a day earlier than on PS4. I think that's smart that Microsoft's kind of been ahead of this and tried to make the division kind of there, uh, like trying to battle with Destiny because, you know, Sony's kind of had Destiny uh, as their, like, showcase game, even though it is on Xbox One as well. Um this is going to have an extra story mode from the closed beta if you got to play that. But other than that, it's a lot of the same as the closed beta. So I'll be interested to play it. I'm kind of sort of interested in uh, The Division because I want it to be good. But it just, you know, also because I didn't like Destiny that much. But I don't know. I, de- I think Destiny is fine. But both those games are really going to depend on, like, if you get a group of people with you to play them, or you have, like, a group of friends, and it's like, I don't like playing Destiny, just because I don't, I don't have anyone to play it with. Like, I don't care if they're lower or higher level than me. It's like, I know there's no one playing that game. So it's right, a bummer. exactly. That, that was my problem, too. It's like, okay, this is fun, but then, like, this, this, what I'm doing is not really that compelling, and there's, I don't have anybody to play it with, so it's not as fun. Um, and it's kind of like almost any game in that kind of genre with the MMO, it's like, unless you just really like the, like I think with uh, Warcraft and Final Fantasy, they've been around long enough to where if you really like those, the lore and all that kind of stuff and whatever, you you might enjoy it by yourself, but then there's still parts where you have to have somebody. Whereas these new games that, especially with Destiny, where it's like, you want to learn about Destiny? Oh yeah, go online and read these, whatever the hell these things are. Uh, you're making me not want to play the game faster than you are making me want to play it. But I don't know. We'll uh, obviously, I guess both of us. Uh, you still have that PS4? Well, you can play it on PC. So hopefully, uh, we'll get to check it out and, and get to talk about it on here. Um, you do get to apparently go uh, deal with escape prisoners from Rikers Jail and try to save the city from getting burned by these people. So, let's we'll see how it goes. Uh, Dead Island Retro Revenge. Um, 
has been outed by the Australian ratings board. Of course, we still don't even know when Dead Island 2 is supposed to come out. So I have no idea what the hell this is. But Never. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially after they took away the, the developer and everything. It's like we haven't even heard who's supposed to be doing that. I mean, just... Do you have any idea what this this could be? I mean, like, just... We know that they made that terrible Dead Island, whatever the hell it was. Escape Dead Island. Yeah. Just randomly, and that sucked. I mean... You think it's something kind of like this? It's just like a spin-off of 2, or... I mean, the, the Retro Revenge thing kind of just... It makes it sound like an arena shooter to me for some reason. <laughs> arena shooter with zombies. Sure, there've been a ton of those on. Yeah, TV. yeah, like we yeah we don't get enough of those. Uh, I, I think it'll be some co-op thing with like the yeah, arena shooter. Uh, and it, it'll tie into like Dead Island too if it ever gets made somehow. Like probably. the money, the money you earn in this game will transfer over to that one or something like that. It's being made by. Empty Clip Studios, who have only made grooving blocks for the WiiWare and a PC shoot 'em up game called Symphony. Uh, I've played Symphony. That's a yeah, uh, yeah. like music based. It's like I wouldn't say it's like Space Invaders, but you like use your music to like make levels. It's weird. Okay. And it never ran quite like correctly. <laughs> well, hopefully they have a better. Uh, understanding whatever this is like it was a cool idea but like you get a song over five minutes it was like just get boned <laughs> right so Telltale has revealed that February 23rd the Walking Dead Michonne the first episode of the three part um, standalone thing will uh, release um, they already have the schedule, so let's hope that they stick to it. Of course, you can buy all three episodes of $15 if you want. Uh, the next episode releases in March, and then it'll decide basically they're a month apart, so at least you don't have to wait that long. Um, it's coming to all the consoles Everything. and PC first, and then iOS and Android a couple of days later. Are you interested in this at all? No, uh, just because I don't watch a TV show, and I assume it's going to be taking kind of further, it's going to be taking its cues from that. Um, like, I assume they'll get the actress from the TV show to voice this character. No, it's actually Samira Wiley from uh, Orange is the New Black. So okay. it could be based off the comic, not the TV show. Which has kind of been the way that they've done these. It has nothing to do with the TV show. It's more the comic. Yeah, except they had Glenn, Glenn in season two. <laughs> yeah, they had Glenn, yeah. Um, I mean, it might be fine. Uh, I, I'm a little zombied out, though, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's Telltale, so it's not like you're going to be able to walk around and slice and dice with uh, Michonne. So, you know, part of that kind of fantasy gets taken away there. Uh, I mean, who knows? They did improve the combat a little bit with uh, Minecraft Sormo, where it's kind of more freeform. It's not the, the stilted thing that you play in Walking Dead and, and Walking Dead Season 2, so who knows? But uh, I mean, I'll 
probably check it out just because I have the other two Walking Deads, but it's not like I'm super, super excited or anything. Uh, so Sega, because, you know, they, they uh, pretty much have given up on uh, making games, they have this concept that they call Cool Japan. Uh, which is going to involve a live-action animation hybrid Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which is coming out in 2018, and Sony Pictures is helping make it. Uh, is Bestiality going to be a focal point? <laughs> I hope not. It wasn't that one like, game. I mean, why not? Uh, it's supposed to be like a CG thing. You know, it could be decent, I guess. I don't want to say it's going to suck terribly. I'm only a fan of this idea of thinking Julia White to voice in mocap Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Why? He was the voice of Sonic originally. That's the novice. Okay. Much, uh, even better, like, the guy doing it now is, uh, I think, Roger Cross-Smith. I want to say his name. Maybe, like, Roger Cross, something like that. Like, he's a good voice actor. He does, like... Uh, he did Ezio and Assassin's Creed and everything, oh. but he's not a good Sonic. <laughs> well, hey, what is Zilo White doing right now? Probably nothing. I guess, why not? Counting that Urkel money? Yeah, I mean, they do have a theme parks in Asia. Um, they have rights to the, you know, Lupin the Third is apparently really popular in Italy, even though that Lupin the Third has been around for a while. Um... You know, they're going to make an integrated resort in South Korea, even. Whatever the hell that means. But, uh, I guess I'm glad that Sega's keeping itself alive with other ventures. Well, at least Sega might be not, not be doing games that well, but at least they are still trying, unlike Konami. Yes, unlike Konami. That's... Like, after Persona 5 comes out, is it, they're not, Sega not going to be like, alright, that's it, we're done. <laughs> Uh, do we make anything by the fact that Dave Raynard, who's been with Sony's London studio for 17 years and was doing stuff with PlayStation VR, decided to leave? He's also done stuff with SingStar and the iToy and uh, Getaway. Um, he wants to make his own VR games, so he's leaving Sony. I mean... You know, Sony's still trying to come out with this VR thing. They, they have not announced a price yet. Any kind of concern at all that this means something? I mean, just... Well, he probably just wants to try to do games that Sony probably wouldn't think are financially doable or wants to have greater creative control over it, which, I mean, I can understand because it's not like Sony's not going to make, like, another Wipeout, like, game for VR or anything, so... If you can get one of those, I'd be happy. <laughs> well, let's, uh... I hope they can do that. Um, speaking of something you, you can do if you have Firewatch, I don't know, have you done this where you can take the physical photos? Apparently, I took a few pictures, and I don't know what happened. Apparently you can buy them. I'm good. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just took photos of dumb shit. <laughs> so... If uh, you take photos with that in-game disposable camera that you have, you can buy them 
Um, and it even includes like the, the, the fake photography company that's, you know, does the pictures or whatever is even, uh, it, it will, it will have that watermark on it. But for $15, you can get those pictures physically made by, um, by them, by the, the people who make Firewatch, and they'll send it to you first class mail. They got a print screen, print screen key, and an inkjet printer. They're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I don't blame them for trying to make some extra money, I guess. But, man, if you're really using this, I don't know. <laughs> Seems unnecessary. Uh, Frozen Synapse 2 is coming out this year. Uh, I sort of liked the first one. I never played the first one. Uh, I mean, it was okay. Uh, I mean, if you really like this game, it's like, you know, it's a tactics game, so, you know, um, this one is supposed to be open world tactics, so. Yeah. Go uh, check that out. So, if you've been waiting for these Oculus-ready PCs, people, Tuesday, they come out. You can Or not come out, you can pre-order them. Uh, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern from Best Buy, Amazon, and the Microsoft Store. Of course, they start at $1,500. Uh, and they will begin shipping in April. Um, you will get... Uh, you know, an Oculus Rift headset, a sensor, a remote, and Xbox One controller, and Lucky's Tail and E Valkyrie. Um, they come with an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 970 or better, for anywhere from 8 to 16 gigs of RAM, or the DDR4 RAM, and, you know, an i5, or you can even get an i7 if you want to pay extra money, so... Does this, uh, would you buy one of these Oculus ready PCs if you? I, I would say no, just because it's, it'll be ready, but it, I don't know how future proof it's going to be. Right, you're going to make an investment in something and you don't know if you're going to wind up having to upgrade it really quickly and then it's more money that you're spending. So, you know. Hey, if you really want the Oculus thing, I guess it's a good way to start, but. Just, ugh, that's so much stuff you gotta have just to be able to play that thing. Uh, two companies had to suffer layoffs. Uh, Motiga has, this is their second round of layoffs. Uh, the people who are making Gigantic. It's an MMO that seems like it's never gonna uh, come out for Xbox One or PC. Um, so, uh, that's sad to find out that they have to have layoffs. And Mad Cats has to take a 37% hit on the company and their chairman, CEO, and their senior VP all resigned. Yikes. Uh, because they over-forecasted what they thought Rock Band 4 was going to do. Um, I think uh, they should have known better. Uh, just, I don't know. I mean, like, to me... Both of them are at fault with this. You know, Harmonix didn't do the greatest job in the world of getting it out there that this was a platform 
and that a lot of the stuff that you're used to with Rock Band is not going to be there at launch, you know. And then Madcast did not help themselves at all with the hardware problems, uh, updating firmware through Bluetooth and stuff. If you don't have a computer, you really you cannot update the firmware on the new instruments. It's stupid. I mean, like, I mean, uh, Harmonix is saying that Rock Band sold fine. Uh, for whatever they were expecting it to sell, but I guess Madcat says they were expecting more. Uh, of course, they're still making Street Fighter sticks and everything. Uh, so, I mean, they're still making things, obviously, but what do you think about all this stuff? I mean, do you I, think I, it's I, on Madcat's or you think it's Harmonix? Or? Well, like I said, I think it's probably uh, more Madcat's and, like, Harmonix's, like, I think they just overestimated like how much that game is gonna sell at all, and Guitar Hero actually did okay like this year, which is kind of or last year, which is kind of surprising. Well, not according to Activision though. They're saying Guitar Hero and Skylanders both low sales made it to where they actually lost revenue this year, <laughs> even though Call of Duty was the best-selling game of 2015. Uh, Skylanders, of course, you know, when you have Star Wars going against you, people are not going to play the Skylanders game. <laughs> not even that. Uh, like, that and Lego Dimension and now like, yeah. the stuff. It's like, well, I can get a Chop Chop or I can get, you know, like Han Solo or, you know, Homer Simpson. It's like, gee, tough choice there. Well, yeah, and you don't have, like, you know, they've done a good job of being able to market these things and somehow they keep selling, but it's just... Like, you don't have an attachment to those things like you do uh, to the Disney characters or to even Lego Dimensions that has, you know, licensed properties or whatever. And I've been amazed at how well they've been able to do, but at some point you had to figure that they were going to hit a wall. And it seems like with Infinity getting better and Lego Dimensions coming out and being cheaper, sort of. I thought Dimensions was more expensive. I think that's the most expensive of the three, isn't it? Well, um, I think what they're, what I heard from people that went to the uh, convention that they have for this thing, they're not going to make you pay for like various discs and all this kind of stuff. So like you paid up front, it's going to be a while before they make you pay again for a new game and. No, I, I meant for like stuff. the figures and stuff. So like, aren't they? Yeah, the most- but there's more in them, right? Like you get an extra car or extra things that you don't get with the other um, things. That's why they're a little bit more expensive. You know. Uh, plus, you can build your base and stuff, so that's kind of cool. I mean, uh, I mean look, uh, you know, and Guitar Hero, it is what it is. I mean, I think you got to give them credit for coming out with something new. Um, I know a lot of people are giving them a little bit more credit than I think it really, you know, it's it's a new guitar, it's a new this kind of thing, but just um, I think you have to give them credit for kind of like going with the Spotify thing of how to play games or whatever. But I still felt like it was a little bit shallow. Yeah, and I mean, the, compared to Rock Band, it would be, but yeah. 
I that's what kind of makes me think of like, is it worth it for me to try to go out there? I I, I think it's kind of fun to go and try to learn the new guitar and everything, but would I really get something out of paying ninety nine dollars? That's that's a lot uh, to take, you know. So I mean, they're trying to offset it with Candy Crush and all that stuff. So good for them. Hopefully, they are making another Skylanders game in two thousand sixteen. Of course so, they are. <laughs> I guess we'll see if that trend uh, continues to go down. Um, Quantum Break, we already talked about, got confirmed for PC. I'm actually happy that Assassin's Creed is taking a year off. Yeah, me too. Um, they did confirm that, that pretty much since Unity, they've been thinking about it. And that apparently Syndicate did not sell very well at launch, so it really made them say, okay... I think we got to take the, the time off. Yeah, like they've been they burned that franchise out three games ago. So no, you're right. They did. Um, good for them though to understand that you can't just keep burning it up. You gotta, you know, go with kind of trying to make something new with it. They they say that they're trying to make it this great open world experience. Let's see if that holds true or not uh, when they come out with the next uh, game. But I guess what I was getting to with the uh, Quantum Break thing is I'm a little bit more excited that Alan Wake, the original, <laughs> is going to be backwards compatible to the Xbox One. Um, so you can get that if you get the bundle. And if you never played Alan Wake, you kind of you should. Um, it's a great game. And I really enjoyed it just from the story aspect, from all the stuff that gets into I mean, we've talked about that game. It's, uh, if you've never played the game, like, what, it's also, like, very, uh, very, uh, spooky. Just from, uh, like, having to be out there with those, hold on, I'm trying to put my charger in my... So if somebody's ever played that game because they always had a PlayStation or whatever, um, go buy it why, on Steam. Yeah, or, well, yeah, you can play it on Steam. Why would you? Why? Why is it a a good game? A game that people should play? It's a moody, atmospheric shooter with good writing. Yeah, like the shooting's not that good in that game, honestly, but it's just like the tone it sets and kind of. The, just like the like the environments and some of the dialogue and stuff. Yeah, American Nightmare did the shooting a lot better when they did that. Yeah, but, but the repeating nature of that game kind of. Yes, it is. It's. At four locations total, <laughs> it's like all right. Yeah. Well, it was like pretty much like a, almost like an expansion, like DLC thing. It wasn't. Yeah. That they tried to make its own game, and it really shouldn't have been. Uh, but hey, at least we we know Quantum Break is coming, and if you want to get you one of those cool white Xbox Ones, you can do that, I guess. Um, speaking of backwards compatible, Microsoft accidentally made Red Red yeah, Red Dead Redemption, uh, Halo Wars, and a few other games uh, available on Xbox One uh, by accident, and because they were testing it. And apparently, 
you could download it at that point. And uh, Major Nelson is saying, well, just be aware that you're violating our terms of use if you keep playing the game. So, The most important game, though, was uh, up for the weekend, and that was Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah. That was, that's awesome that hopefully that means it's coming. Because... Uh, uh, I heard it's pretty decent on the on the. It was decent on the 360. I have the original PS1 version, so. Uh, they did a weird. The first there was like a patch to that game they had to make because one of the enemies, in the original version, didn't show up. That's weird. But also the original version is a lot more. You can like, screw around with a lot more. Like a lot the patch. They added the enemy with the patch, but they took out a lot of the exploits to get out of the castle. Ah. So keep well, that. Keep, if you're going to play the game in 360, take out the patch. It's a lot fun, more fun that way. <laughs> uh, Rocket League comes to Xbox One this week. Uh, a game I know that you love a lot, uh, Binding of Isaac Rebirth, got re- taken off the iOS App Store was rejected because it has abuse towards children. Yeah, kind of a point. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I know Nintendo also tried to take it off for a while, and then they eventually put it on there, but... And I think it did pretty well for them, though. Like, is it really bad? Like, you know, if you're... Well, the I story never played is, this game, so... No, the story is, like, you're a young child, uh, and your mom goes crazy, and you're trying to escape from her. Um... Okay, so there's context. Yeah, you know, so I can I can understand it, but also like get a grip. Like it's not, it's not like explicitly violent or you know, it's cartoony. I would say actually, so like who cares? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's also a game. Like people should have, you can have it restricted or something. Just I don't know. Just there, there's ways around it if. Apple really wanted to do it. But. Yeah. Uh, Doom, finally, May 13th. Xbox One, PS4, PC. I love when that got announced, seeing all the box art comparisons. That was kind of hilarious. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, wait, since when did we start caring about box art? Yeah. I like. More than that, when did we start caring about Doom? <laughs> hey. I'm sort of interested. Like, um, I, I like Wolfenstein was a good game, but everything they've shown, shown of Doom does not look good to, to me at all. Yeah, it's definitely not one of those I'm gonna like walk in there and buy on the first day or anything. But I'm sort of intrigued just from what we've seen and whatever. It hasn't looked good always, but I have faith that. Uh, you know, I wonder if they're really going to honor that open beta for the people that bought Wolfenstein. You know, it was, it was so long ago. Did they even remember that that happened? That would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> if they go, oh yeah, hey, uh, we did tell you that we would do this beta, right? Here, go ahead. <laughs> probably not. They'll probably wind up uh, figuring out a way to circumnavigate that or something. So Mother 3 is going to show up on the Wii U Virtual Console, so you'll finally get all the Mother games in one Virtual Console eventually. Uh, it should have been done a long time ago, 
but whatever, Nintendo. Whatever, you know, get you there. You saw Deadpool. Yep. What did you think? It was good. Uh, like about as good as you could expect from a Deadpool movie, I would say. A lot better than like those Wolverine films, I can say that for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, they didn't have to do a whole lot to make him better than that, but they've already greenlit Deadpool 2. So. Yeah. It's going to have cable in it, so that'll be fun. I mean, that's good for, for the series, that it's, I mean, just in the small amount that, I mean, it's been out for technically a couple of days, and they're already green greenlighting a second movie, so uh, good good for uh, fans of Deadpool. Obviously, I've, I might go see it tomorrow. Uh, the wife wants me to wait to see it with her. I'll probably end up obliging and just wait, but I usually like seeing the superhero movies when they first come out. Yeah, that's what I thought, like, opening day over here. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, um, super things, The Force Awakens, of course, has done gangbusters along with uh, everything else. Um, they didn't, They Disney Infinity didn't do as well as they wanted it to, but obviously a Star Wars Battlefront, the movie obviously passing 900 million domestic, uh, all that stuff um, helped Disney make 2.9 billion dollars in that quarter, which is the highest they've ever made in one quarter. It's funny. Um, I, saw, I saw a tweet from uh, John Vignacchi a few days ago talking about Final Fantasy, just like really? just just talking about it for a second. And I made a joke to him that like, oh, Disney Infinity Four is going to be Final Fantasy characters now, huh? He's chuckling about <laughs> that. But imagine was, if they did that. It'd be hilarious. It'd be, it would, like, blow people's minds. Did he respond? No, he just kind of laughed at it. Yeah, the Kingdom Hearts crossover. Just, oh, man, I would buy every single one of those characters. <laughs> just telling the, you right now. Here's, here's the Kefka figurine. There you go. <laughs> Hell yes, Kefka. Freaking biggest, uh, or, you know, the best... Badass villain there is, Kepka. Get the uh, Cactar power disc. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And of course, then Cloud will be the only one to have an Infinity figure and an Amiibo. So that would be interesting. Um, which I still need to. Hopefully, there are Cloud Amiibos somewhere uh, that I can buy at some point. I know those things are going to sell out like crazy. Uh, that Frozen Broadway musical that we talked about, I think, a long time ago is coming. So, there you go, people. Frozen, not dying anytime soon. However, I know something that you're sort of interested in. Brian Fuller doing Star Trek. Yeah, he's a good writer. He did uh, Dead Like Me, which was one of my favorite shows. I loved uh, Pushing Daisies. Yeah, that was also good. Um, so, we'll see what happens. Like, I'm a little hesitant on that show, just because I'm not quite sure what time period they're going to set it in. It's like, interesting that it's going to be, aside from the first episode, all on the CBS All Access thing. Well, it's probably going to be an experiment for them to see like if they can actually have like Netflix-style shows on their platform. Um, my concern is like budget, honestly. Like, I don't think they're going to put a lot of money into this. Right. 
and also like um, the big, like I said, the big concern is the time period. Like I don't want another Enterprise. So where would you put it then? If it's um, it depends on this movie, honestly. Like if it, it's going to correct the timeline or not. But honestly, I want it to go forward in the franchise, in the like, in the well, in the timeline. I know nothing of Star Trek, so. Well, that, okay, they had you know the forty-year history essentially, and then that two thousand nine movie, like they went back in time, and like it's a new timeline now. Okay. So, if this new movie corrects that problem, or corrects it. That'd be fine, but... Right. Well, let's hope it does well. Uh, yeah. You, you know, it, it could help bring more series uh, back like that. So, okay, so you've got Lethal Weapon and MacGyver getting series. Uh, yay or nay on one of these, or both? I'll say nay on both. I mean, MacGyver was way before me, so I have no interest. Um, not way. Obviously, I was born during the time when MacGyver was a thing, but um, I never have watched an episode of MacGyver. I know what it is. <laughs> uh, just doesn't... It could be interesting. I mean, Lethal Weapon, obviously, one of the great buddy cop movies or whatever. I mean, I guess it could be, sort of be interesting. If you want to bring back an 80s TV show, bring back Sledgehammer. <laughs> Wait, why? Have you seen that show? No. It's hilarious. It's, it is lethal weapon, essentially, but the main character is a white cop who is basically a cartoon character. Like, he showers with his gun and talks to it. <laughs> That's awesome. And, like... I think there's, like, a hostage negotiation. Like, this guy's, like, on top of a building. Like, it's, like, a hostage negotiation. This cop, whose nickname is whose name is Sledgehammer, by the way, which is a great name, he stops at the building. He reaches into his trunk. He pulls out an RPG and blows up the building and then just drives nice. away. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe I need to check that out. Uh, so Mattel and Has this is not the first time we've heard of this. Uh, Mattel and Hasbro could merge. Um, this would be the toy companies merging, not, you know. Uh, I mean, I think it's cool if you're like big into the toys, you can have a bunch of crossover stuff. Um, apparently, there's also like Disney stuff that's owned by Mattel and Disney stuff that's only with Hasbro, so they could have it all in one thing, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, G.I. Joe and Frozen can, can have a thing. Yeah. You know, the, the, the boy and girl set, you can just have it right here. Um, but, I mean, I think that's it. I'm excited that Orange the New Black got renewed for three seasons. Uh, that yeah, show is awesome. That's the first time ever for Netflix, renewing for three years. I mean, so you'd expect that they, some of them would get out of prison at some point. Well, the funny thing about that show is, uh, like, it's it's based on, like, the real story, 
Right. And, and that woman is only in jail for, I think, like, 13 or 14 months. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy that they're, uh, they're able to do so many seasons just on, on her, and she's only in there for a year, but I well, guess if you're documenting month by month or something. Well, the show's already deviated from that, because I think they gave her more years in prison, so. Ah, uh, okay, I'm, like, I think behind a little bit, so. Okay, yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess that's surprising, considering, but I either have to make it give a reason for her to be there still, but kind of weird. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much it for the for the news and everything. As I already mentioned, uh, Street Fighter Five comes out on Tuesday. The long-awaited Street Fighter Five, PS4 and PC. Are you interested in this at all? Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to get it for review. <laughs> I went and got the uh, Street Fighter Alpha 3 and HD Turbo or whatever for like, whatever it was, 250 Yeah. on PS3. <laughs> Have fun with Alpha 3. If you think that uh, boss you were talking about earlier is hard, you'll have fun with the Alpha 3. I had that boss. game originally on the Dreamcast. Yeah. I remember it being difficult, um, so uh, here's to being frustrated again. <laughs> uh, I also got that Double Dragon Neon because it was like two bucks. It was pretty decent. If I had the money, I'd get, I'd get Injustice when it's on sale right now. And Justice six bucks. If you never played that game, uh, a lot of people apparently like it. I don't care about the DC characters, um, so... Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's, what, it started their whole thing for, for NetherRealm again, so, and Warner Brothers and all that, so, I mean, that's, that's good on their part, six dollars, not too bad. Uh, yeah, and then, of course, the two games that I mentioned, uh, Project X-Zone 2 and Fire Emblem Fates, uh, the three versions of Fire Emblem, uh, all coming out. Uh, Pixel Piracy, which is a side-scrolling 2D game. That's a roguelike, where you're like a pirate. Uh, the Escapist Walking Dead comes out with a PS4. Um, H1Z1 still having stuff come out for it? Okay. It's, in, uh, it's on early access. And the uh, White March Part 2 comes out for Villas of Eternity. Uh, that Tron Run R game that I already we already talked about on here, and the City Skylands Skylines expansion comes out too. So there you go. And if for some reason you want to play that terrible Qbert rebooted game, you can play that on your Xbox One now. Do not buy that game. That's <laughs> just just saying. Don't uh, waste your time with that. But uh, yeah, I mean so. Two big games coming out already, uh, and you know, however big you think Project X Zone 2 is, I'm really excited for that game. Excited for Fire Emblem, uh, should be awesome. Uh, I don't know, Street Fighter, I might wait till it's down like half price or something. I don't know, or is that what you're gonna wait on till around then? Uh, I'll wait till the story comes out, like that. The bigger story mode. Oh, yeah, the one-hour story thing. 
So, if uh, people were looking for your work on 411, what did you do this week? Or, uh, yeah. that Firewatch review, my column went up about, I think, top eight game music videos. It's been a while. Yes. It is <laughs> uh, that's about it for me. The 4PC, which has Mark in it, uh, went up. We talked about the Titanfall story and uh, a few other things. The Rock Band, uh, Mad Cat's uh, debacle that went on there, too, in there. So you can read that. GameStop 5 should either be up on Saturday morning or Monday morning, whenever they decide to put it up there. It's on the top five puzzle, puzzle platforming games because of Unravel coming out. Um, so you can check uh, that out as well, and I should have that Nitro Plus uh, review out there by the time that that comes out, too. So, All right, everybody. Well, until the next time uh, we come on here, which hopefully is sometime in the next week, uh, not skipping a bunch of weeks or whatever like we have recently. Uh, until then, see you later, later everybody.